Verulam Sports. Hello okay, again, yeah. and welcome to Verulam Sports Podcasting. And it's uh, been Thanksgiving this week, so uh, hello and welcome to all of our American friends. And of course, fans of American football, big weekend on Thanksgiving weekend. And to build up to that, to discuss the season in general, and of course, to learn more about the awesome Hertfordshire Cheaters, we're privileged as always to be joined by Andy Dickens, one of the chairman at the Cheaters. Good evening, Andy. How are you? Good evening, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Um, very well, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, tickety-boo, tickety-boo. I mean, goodness me, our weird world gets weirder by the second, Andy. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm looking forward to the end of calendar year 2020, but there we go. Yeah, I think we can uh, all echo that, can't we? So. But one thing that 2020 has thrown up, as always, is some thrilling American football. Um, just before we uh, kind of unpack it and the season's beginning now to take shape and a bit of pattern, uh, sadly, it seems that every single time we speak, injuries come up. And we understand, we get that that is just the nature of the beast. Such a contact, such a collision sport is American football. But goodness me, what a blow to lose Burroughs for the, uh, the number one draft pick. Out for the season now. He was actually on pace uh, only in, through 10 games in a debut season. Andrew Luck, Cameron uh, Newton and um, one other had uh, Mahomes, the legendary Mahomes, had thrown for more yards. So whilst the uh, Bengals are still bungling, he showed great things early in his career, hasn't he? And we wish him well. Yeah, I feel uh, I know a few long-suffering uh, Bengals fans on our team, and uh, it's just an enormous blow, isn't it? I think he was—he um, looked absolutely fantastic as a, a, a you know first-year quarterback, and if you if you, that's coming on the back of a, a record-breaking year at LSU in college football, uh, where where he very much led them to a national title and a Heisman, and and he looked from the get-go really ready-made for the for the NFL and was having a fantastic rookie year and I think unfortunately the the Bengals have uh, paid the price for for not having an offensive line able to effectively um, protect him and and, and unfortunately it looks quite a, a serious injury it's not just an ACL it looks like an MCL as well so it could mean that um, it, it leads to him missing some part of the next year as as well so yeah it's a, it's a huge blow and, and as I said he was incredibly exciting to watch so um um, for all football fans, really, it's a, a huge, huge disappointment. We mentioned there in that uh, kind of preamble, Mahomes, the name again. He's having another uh, Pro Bowl year and another potential MVP year. Uh, he tops the stats in uh, the QB, uh, QB at the moment. And it's just one of the things that's astonishing to me, Andy, it's, it's the, the stuff that he produces consistently. It's just almost become, well, that's Mahomes. And it's kind of, you know, it's just special, but it's not special if that makes sense. It's remarkable. No, and I think people earlier in the year was were sort of suggesting that um, that you know the, the Chiefs' offense wasn't really functioning as well as it could, or we had had some games where. Um, they were a bit close or, or you know there was a, an interception but actually if you look at his stats and how they they um hold up it, it it's ridiculous and almost um you know re, redefining what we can expect from offensive football and and the Chiefs are sat there with um only one defeat this year and as I said I, I get the impression they haven't quite hit hit top gear yet and I think I still very much stick to my uh sort of early season prediction really that they they remain the team to beat they're just special at the moment. And uh, again, I can't 
make a case for anything other than the Chiefs. But we know the NFL, it's any given Sunday, indeed Thursday through Saturday these days. Uh, but they are looking very hot <laughs> indeed, nine and one. I um, want to talk to you briefly uh, about the Saints. Another uh, all-time great QB, uh, Drew Brees, certain first-round Hall of Famer, out at the moment, probably will be back. But they've had some choices to make, Sean Payton and the uh, ever-exciting Saints offence. Now, they went with the Mr. Gadget, Taysom Hill, at the weekend. They got another win. They're sitting strong in the um, NFC South, 8-2, and two, leading that division. But, uh, again, they paid... T- they paid Taysom some big dollar. Uh, he is a QB, but more of a gadget player. Were you surprised that he got the nod once Breeze was out? Or did you think they may have gone with Winston, uh, who was a uh, big player in terms of stats, although in- interception prime when he was at the books? Well, I suppose most, most of the feeling around any, um, I was the same as most people with um, sort of around, um, com- you know, football commentators around the NFL and stuff. I think the, very much the expectation was that they would start Jameis Winston and that, and that despite all the talk that Taysom Hill was, was kind of this, this gadget player. But I think if you, if a, I think uh, a lot of people in the NFL say follow the money. And as you said, they signed, uh, signed T- um, James Winston to not much more than a league minimum. And as you said, paid, paid Taysom Hill quite a decent uh, salary and, uh, over the off-season. So, um, and Sean Payton has made these uh, comparisons to, to kind of Steve Young in the past, hasn't he? As a former, this was obviously 49ers great. And I, I think um, Taysom Hill does, with his athleticism and stuff, does give them a very... Um, intriguing prospects and and also the one thing they have struggled with uh, Drew Brees in his, his latter years is to throw the ball down the field deep and he certainly was able to do that on on Sunday and looks uh, very impressive in their in their wing. Excellent stuff I tell you what it's going to be exciting to watch that uh, development uh, so well coached though the New Orleans Saints as I say sitting top of the NFC uh, South. Fantastically. I want to come now to the north and where your Vikings live. Um, since the last time we spoke, become more relevant, uh, now four and six, but a defeat to the Cowboys at the weekend. But with the Packers um, losing at the weekend, it's still anybody's division. What do you make of this? And, uh, you know, the Packers, for me, uh, having stolen a march on Indy at the weekend, strange one I mean we know Colts are good but the Packers don't strike me as unbeatable by any means Chicago Bears started like a dream and have faded and you guys and the Lions just again back on the Bears it's still all to play for in the north it it is um I think I think possibly the Packers are uh, the the start they had puts them a little bit out of reach and they'll they'll still very much be the favorites for the for the division but I think um it shows kind of what a topsy-turvy year it is in the NFL and all these teams have been um, impacted by by injury. Um, I think in the case of uh, Chicago, um, they've still got a very strong defence, possibly one of the best in the NFL. But um, offensively, both Foles and Trubisky have, have struggled and, and and really outside of Alan Robinson, I, I couldn't really name a real weapon that they have on, on offence and the, the offensive line struggled to protect. And, and I think um, they might have one of the worst offences in the NFL. And, and even when they were winning games earlier in the year, I think um, myself and a lot of also, you know, a lot of um, NFL uh, commentators and stuff weren't, weren't fully convinced. And I think that's kind of caught up with them. Um, I think in the case of the Vikings, as you said, uh, it was a disappointing loss on Sunday after a, a free game winning streak. And I think since the bye week, you've seen a, a massive improvement in Kirk Cousins. That Dalvin Cook's the absolute star of the team. They've got two really um, 
possibly the best wide receiver duo in the league in in Jefferson, who's a pretty promising rookie, and, and Adam Phelan, and and Dalvin Cook's obviously a, a special player at running back, and and able to carry that. And I think um, you've seen some of Mike Zimmer's coaching on defense come through, and some of the young corners start to 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 develop. I think. Um, I think some, still some issues in terms of teams being able to run the ball on them and, and not really having a pass rush, but hopefully they might be um, addressed with some of the players in Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce, we've got returning next year. And as I said, the Packers look look really strong on paper. They've got Aaron Rodgers, but I just wonder, they've got um, a first round QB sat on the bench, a second round running back, if they'd have just perhaps strengthened their team in the off season in, in, in some other positions with those two early draft yeah. picks perhaps that might have been enough to to kind of put them over the edge this season. I wonder if that they'll come to just just regret that. Still a compelling division to watch and credit to the Vikings who remain more than relevant as we enter the business end of the season. Um, you made a good case uh, there, Andy, for the, um, the wide-out weapons at the Vikings being one of the best one-two combos in the league. But goodness me, Mr. Cup and Robert Woods over at the Rams would say otherwise. Uh, LA Rams impressing this season, uh, getting sneaky good, I think, and getting hot at the right time. Seven and three they are, topping the very competitive NFC West. Um, I mean, it's the Niners division, and I'm looking at it with a little bit of remorse uh, with the ever-injury ravaged 49ers uh, propping that division up at the moment. <laughs> But with the uh, Cardinals, with Murray looking hot, another MVP contender, and Wilson at the Seahawks, also on seven and three. It's one of the hottest divisions in football. Who would you say is currently favourites for the West in the NFC? Oh, I think that's that's, that's a very tough um, that's a very tough question. I think, um, as you said, um, I think it's top and bottom the strongest division in 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 football, and um, it's just unfortunate for the, the the injuries the 49ers have had this year. Um, I think Kyler Murray's, yeah, as you said, really um, takes some great strides this year in in Arizona, and they've got some, you know, really quite an exciting offense and a, and an, an improving defense. Um, I still think. Um, Seattle would be my my favourites. I think uh, the the big concern really with Seattle was the was the play on defence and yeah. um, just they they really seem to be struggling to to cover people, blowing assignments in coverage, really un unlike Seattle. But I I think just Pete Carroll's been in lo- around long enough, and there were signs last week of that that starting to improve. And, and big some signing though, wasn't it? Made, well, so I just that Dunlap coming in made a big difference huge because they they just didn't have a part um a pass rush before that and um i think he comes to replace some of the stuff that um they were um they lost with uh Jajavi and clowney departing at, at a much cheaper price so i think i think that's huge and, and there's some very uncharacteristic mistakes in terms of sort of blown coverages and and but i think you've seen jamal adams start to get fit and healthy again mm-hmm. and he at safety it was a big free agency acquisition but a trade from the jets last year and i think um you'll see some um i think i think you'll see improvements there and i think um it'll make them less less solely reliant on russell wilson although um i think despite some of the interceptions in recent week, his, his play has been pretty exceptional. Again, I think he's on pace to be league MVP. I know Mahomes will have something to say about that. Your own uh, Cook, certainly in contention. Henry as well over at uh, Tennessee, looking strong. 
But uh, Wilson, for me, deserves an MVP if the league ended uh, tomorrow. It doesn't, of course. It keeps moving on. Uh, always so many changes, so many exciting things. But I know our good friends over at the UK American football scene uh, Facebook te- a page, a-, a lot of them are big Steelers fans. Steelers remain 10-0, and 0, the only unbeaten team remaining in the NFL. Um, we heap uh, praise on um, uh, Roethlisberger and Claypool, of course, with his 10th touchdown of the season last weekend. But that D right now, it's terrifying, isn't it? That what they can do, um, both covering and you know on the line at that D at Steelers. I think, for me, it's obviously too basic to say it's just because of the D, but I would say that D is instrumental in the reason they remain the only unbeaten team in football at the moment. Oh, absolutely, completely, and I think um, I think perhaps uh, TJ Watts definitely got to be in the conversation for for kind of defensive MVP, where, um, and and certainly perhaps overtaking his brother JJ as the best as the best kind of football player in that in that family currently. Um, I, I absolutely, I think um, I think they're they're reasonably good on offense, but I think by far and away they're they're perhaps the most balanced team in the league in terms of having. Um, kind of being strong on both sides of the ball and um and there's there's the reason they're they're unbeaten for the first time in even in their illustrious history i don't know it's a heck of a record they remain uh the only unbeaten team in football and um you know that's 10 games in that doesn't happen by fluke um rule out the Steelers at your peril they you will have to go through pittsburgh if you want to be a bowl contender this year no doubt about that indeed they could become the first team to actually secure playoff football if results go their way. Um, they were going to be playing on Thanksgiving, and we'll chat Thanksgiving in a minute. They're, ta- uh, they're tackling the Ravens, who are trending down, but it's have to, had to be shifted to the, um, Sunday as opposed to this Thursday because so many Ravens have been afflicted with uh, CB19. But um, this is a big, big game, isn't it? Um, Lamar Jackson, a lot of pressure, a lot of people uh, maybe put a bit of criticism on him compared to his own MVP year last year. He'll be looking to improve. Steelers at Ra- Stevens versus Ravens. You know what? I'm probably going to re- live to rue this. Something in me, for some god unknown reason, is back in the Ravens because I just think it's a need to win game for them. I, I say it's a huge game for them, and there's been some quite. Un- characteristic things coming out of the Ravens after their their sort of early season form but I think you had uh, Lamar Jackson appearing on the Rich Eisen shows um, suggesting that um, other teams were kind of calling out their plays they had a disgruntled receiver Hollywood Brown suggesting that they weren't he wasn't getting the ball enough and then um, I think when he was throwing the ball he's dropped about three in the last few couple of weeks um, so the and those are quite uncharacteristic things or unhappiness to be kind of coming out of that that locker room. John John Harbaugh generally seems to run quite a quite a well run mm-hmm. tight ship. So I think it's a, a huge game for them. And and one of the things is that the kind of Lamar Jackson running game hasn't really kind of got going. Um I think it's a um, a kind of tough matchup for them. I think uh, the Steelers' defense and, and run defense, particularly, is is very strong. They've, they're as you said, they're stacked along that kind of defensive line. So I think that's that's. It, it's perhaps a tough game, so I would I would perhaps favour the Steelers in that one. But you can you can never kind of rule out the Ravens. They're you know a very well coached team. It's just I think it's that question with the offense about as you said Lamar Jackson needing to kind of get it going, and it's a feature of um, 
Greg Roman, their offensive coordinators, it does seem to be a bit of a trend that he has huge success for the first couple of years and then teams seem to, to kind of catch up to what they're, what they're doing. It's a tough one to call. I mean, like I say, Pittsburgh Steelers are 10-0. Cannot fault that record at all. Baltimore Ravens 6-4 and four, trending down. I'm backing them um, just because I think Harbour needs that win and will instill that to his players. We shall see. It should have been on Thanksgiving this Thursday. There are two other games, though, to feast upon. And Lions travel to Texans. Uh, Houston Texans third in the AFC South. Uh, Detroit Lions in your division uh, on the same record as the Vikings, four and six at the moment. Um, can't really see either of these two teams threatening the postseason. But you know what? I'm a big Matt Stafford fan, you know. I mean, he's such a gutsy guy, isn't he? He gets so many kind of fourth quarter comebacks. But uh, yeah, I just don't see these, uh, either of these sides threatening this season. But sometimes they're the most fun games. What's your thoughts, Lions-Texans, Thanksgiving? Well, I think you highlighted it. You've got Matt Stafford and, and actually I think Deshaun Watson, despite the, the kind of dysfunction that seems to be going on around him, is playing some of his best best football of his career um, and particularly since uh, Bill O'Brien was was um, relieved of his, his duties. So um, so I think um, I've, I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's, it's almost hard to believe that the Lions are, uh, are kind of four and six. I think, um, I think it's fair to say probably Matt Patricia is very much um, coaching for his, for his job. Um, and, and again, it, I think, as you said, sometimes um, there's, there's never a dull, far like really a dull game in the NFL um, Thanksgiving night and, and the nature of the league, there's only 32 teams means players and coaches are always playing for their, for their jobs. So I don't think there's going to be given up and I think they'll both be kind of desperate to get, to get the win. The next game on Thanksgiving evening um, is in everybody's favourite division. If the NFC West is the uh, maybe the most thrilling <laughs> league in all of the football, the NFC East is its antithesis. And the uh, three and seven Cowboys, fresh off a win though, as they are, as we've referenced, um, take on the Washington football team, also three and seven. It's... Uh, not the most uh, winning of leagues, is it? Both sides still bizarrely relevant. Your thoughts in this crunch NFC East clash on Thanksgiving Eve? Well, we, uh, we should be, uh, as you said, we should be ruling both these teams out. But um, the, as, uh, as you said, the, the, uh, it's very much the uh, worst division in football this, this year. Um, however, I think... Um, I think the Cowboys could be an, an interesting team, team uh, to, to watch. I think um, while they obviously had the devastating blow of losing Dak Prescott for the year, um, they've still got some considerable weapons around him with uh, um, CD Lambs really coming into his um, his own. They've got Amari Cooper there at wide receiver. And I think um, I think there were some complaints earlier in the year with Mike Nolan bringing quite a complex uh, mm-hmm. defensive system. The players without an off-season that struggled to learn. However, um, you've got people like Leighton Van Der Esch, um, uh, you know, really playing, um, playing much better at line. Jaden Smith playing much better at linebacker. Um, they really managed to um, uh, sort of, and the defensive line, the Cowboys really um, dominated the Vikings' offensive line on, uh, on Sunday. So I think that, and I think they may reap the benefits of getting in an experienced, capable backup in in Andy Dalton, who who might not be. Um, you know, kind of your franchise quarterback, but he can certainly win you some games and has, has been there, done it and uh, at the Bengals and can win you some games down the stretch. And I think, I think ultimately they would probably be my tip to win that division and, and make the, make the playoffs. Um, and 
I mean, Washington, um, you can't help but root for Alex Smith and the, the story oh, he's yes, got to get back me. on the field and get his, uh, get his, get back on the field after, well, uh, at one point, I think being in intensive care following infections, following that kind of horrific um, broken leg that he, he suffered. So um, you can't help but, but, but root for him. And, and, and obviously Ron Rivera, the coach, he's have got a huge job trying to turn around the culture and the way that, that, that football team's, run while while undergoing cancer treatment so um it's it's worth watching for, for just those stories alone i think yeah absolutely the alex smith story is seriously inspiring um and those two were um some of the most storied teams in all football and it is going to be good when they turn the corner we wish them both well and um, we mentioned andy our good friends uh, at the uk american football scene facebook page and last time we spoke, we were building up to a virtual final that was featuring the Cheetahs. Um, I believe that you fell at the final hurdle, but massive credit to you and the uh, kind of support that the Cheetahs have generated to make that final. Just a little bit of thoughts on the, um, on the kind of the, vir- the fun that was virtual football and the great work that the guys at the UK American football scene do virtually. Yeah, so um, I think, unfortunately, yeah, we just came up uh, short to the uh, Sussex funder, but I think um, it took a it took a record number of votes to to beat us. And I think if we'd been in the one of the finals in the other divisions, we'd have been there or thereabouts in terms of winning. But um, mm-hmm. really grateful for the support. And and I think, as I've said before, these these guys do a fantastic job. At, um, you know, running the Facebook page, it gives a it gives a, a a kind of forum, if you like, for all football teams to share stuff, promote themselves, promote mm-hmm. it to to people in their areas and they um they promote our sport um in a really kind of positive way so um so you know our um british american football's got got a long way to go to catch up to some of our our counterparts in the the continent but mm. um but with the, the sort of nfl arriving things like the nfl channel um around we've got a fantastic opportunity to grow our sport and um and and i think these guys promoting it in the way they done are a, a huge part of that and in and a kind of positive way rather than than what some other forums do which is is focus on maybe what's what's wrong or where areas where where the sport's not quite there yet so um yeah as i said i can't say enough good things about them and they've been fantastic supporters of our club brilliant stuff and i would encourage everybody to check their page out uh, across all social media and uh get involved they do great great things in a very uh, positive fashion. UK American football scene is what you want to be checking out. But Andy, you yourself and everybody at the Cheetahs are firmly ambassadors for the wonderful sport of American football. Um, you are getting out there into communities wherever you can and uh, kind of spreading the, uh, the word. Um, just again, understand obviously the challenges of our time. Uh, I suppose lockdown at present, I know you were back in training. Um, what's the most recent news and more critically where can we go to learn all about the Hertfordshire Cheetahs? Sure so yeah obviously uh, the the sort of um, national lockdown obviously curtailed our our training activities and and we obviously understand the the reasons for that and want to be kind of responsible and safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Waiting for final news on our governing body but but we're kind of anticipating once the the lockdown ends that that grassroots sports is able to return so we'll we'll be returning to training so our um 
youth and junior teams, so that's um, people aged between 14 and 19, they'll, they'll be hopefully returning to uh, training in the, the kind of second Sunday in, from December the 6th, um, as will our, our flag team, um, which people can join from, from eight years old up to, up to 17. Um, they'll be returning. I think um, our men's team and our, our women's team, senior teams, are both having a, a bit of a break, but we will be returning in, in January. But um, well, you can find all the information um, on, on our social media site. So that's um, Hertfordshire Cheaters AFC on Facebook or at Hearts Cheaters is the handle for both our Instagram and Twitter accounts. And um, you can also reach us at www.hertfordshirecheaters.com. Dot com. Um, if you if you get in touch, if you go to either of those places, there'll be details of there about how you can get into touch, and we'll be be more than more than happy to you know welcome you and point you in the right direction. We're we're very much um, always looking for for new members. Um, don't need any experience, but please um, feel free to to come along and and try our great sport. Absolutely, it's very much a family orientated team. The onus is on professionalism and um, being very competitive, but it's also about spreading the love. Get involved. Truly, I'm sure you will not regret that. Andy, remind us again of your uh, website and your key social media handles. Uh, so, yeah, Facebook is um, Hertfordshire Cheaters AFC, and both our Twitter and Instagram handles are at Hearts Cheaters. Perfect. And in closing, always appreciate your time, Andy, massively. Um, you mentioned the awesome uh, extended Cheetahs family, which includes flag football. Um, I know everything is done so humbly, but I was noticing online uh, some great work by a member of your flag team, uh, the Cheetahs family, doing great things, I think, just uh, literally getting out there to support homeless people. Can you just uh, give us a little bit of insight into that and maybe uh, how we can possibly show support for that kind of uh, awesome endeavour? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so um, one of uh, he's the son of one of our coaches, Vince Adams, and he's um, he's basically um, sleep sleeping out to raise money for a um, local ho um, local homelessness charity. Um, uh, so um, yeah, he's um, he's eight years old, so he's he's sleeping out as part of the scout group to help with a, a local homelessness charity. Um, the details are all on our. Um, are all on our website so um on our social media so um there's a link there that, that you can click on and people can donate to support that cause but um certainly rather than him than me to Absolutely. be sleeping out in the cold tonight but it does um as i said it does only bring it back to us that that stuff with lockdown and stuff there are still people out there suffering economically and and without a out um a place to a home to to go to on these cold nights so it's a, a fantastic cause and um only too happy to help him promote it no absolutely and listen big up respect to him a big up respect to you and all the cheaters uh, always wishing you well um again just uh, appreciate your time your input and your um football iq andy it's a pleasure to pick your brains uh, keep well keep safe and i look forward to catching up with you very soon <laughs>